The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. In this episode, we have a rambling conversation sharing thoughts about making friends as an adult, from challenges on the very personal individual level to the macro society and economy-wide pressures that don't make it any easier. If you found friendship in adulthood feels effortful, you're not alone. Keep listening. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Hey, everyone. Hey, what's up, man? Thank you for joining us today. Um, This is a really great topic, and there's just so much to say about it. We got a little bit overwhelmed trying to think of, well, let's say this and let's say that. And so what we decided is let's just start the conversation about what it's like making friends as an adult. That's a good way to put it, Sienna. Just take the pressure off. Take the I like pressure that you said that off. out loud for both of us yeah. so that we can just feel free to, to have a conversation. this podcast recording and that there's no like outline Uh, of points no to be made and supported with evidence or studies nope i mean i love that but it doesn't have to be all the time that's not what this one is yeah so anyways so we will get to that in a little bit but i just wanted to give everyone an update for those who care about being highly organized and who care about a gift list and a christmas list in a podcast episode, we talked about our new take on our new approach for preparing for the holidays. <laughs> Why are you, Tos is looking at me like sun is in her eyes. Why are you looking at I'm me I'm like squinting. That? Uh, I think Why it's you because looking? you're like really thinking. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> because in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm thinking... Well, it's not a new take because you've talked. Oh, I've been wanting to do it. You've talked about this idea and this strategy. Well, I've never been. tactic for a long time. And you've talked about it many times. We've actually tried to implement it. I've never been successful. And we've we've only been successful up to a point because, you know, you have to keep up with it and get used to it. So we're we're trying again. It's going Okay, so far it's going okay. And I we am are making an effort. Tosa's is making also an effort. Contribute which more. Is so fantastic. Than usually have. Um, except when she came in and wanted me to redo how I did the list. Then I was getting all fighty. Like, no, we can't have that. Anyways, but I will say, so it so it is going well. We're about um, a month and a half ahead, which I think is amazing. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Time out. Yes, I just want to. Oh, what is give, it, right? People right, don't even right. know what For it is. For people who are like, who what the listened hell to the are you talking before? about? All right. So our brilliant idea, yeah, which has never worked before. <laughs> All the way through the I year. I still so, think it's a great idea. Though. Okay, let's really see how do. fast it... Yeah, I think so That's too, why, in theory. Okay, yeah. okay so um, you know how at the end that of the year... That sounds long. 
That sounds well, awesome. I think that <laughs> I think this is the fastest way to say it, though. So you know how at the end of the year and the Chris, Christmas or the end of your holiday, whatever your holiday is, a gift buying crunch, and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to buy mm-hmm. gifts for mm-hmm. all these people. Well, our brilliant idea is to, as the year progresses, starting from January, mm-hmm. when people's birthdays, when you're birthday um, gift shopping for people, especially if you're trying to choose between two gifts, buy both. Get them both. Yes. As long as one is not going to, you know, expire before the end of of the year holiday. But get them both and then just, you have to be organized and put it aside, put Mm -hmm. one of them aside Mm -hmm. for the holiday. So that's the general idea. That's the general idea. And then if you do think of something that is going to expire or you do think of something that is such a great idea but you want to buy it closer so that they could possibly return it, mm-hmm. you write it down in your calendar when to buy it. But at least all the thought is done. All the thinking about yes. it is done. So, so that, anyways, so that's gift-giving geek that's edition. Yes. And so it's going well. I just wanted to give an update. But the, the thing I hadn't anticipated is that when you are shopping, when you have your your eyes open to like sales and what's going on, and then you're always popping in to see, okay, who's next on the list? Would they like something from here? And you're doing that. You find stuff for yourself. You find <laughs> stuff for yourself. Oh, boy. So it is, so like, I'll give you an example. So the other week, Toe said, uh, a big box came with decorative pumpkins <laughs> is this is this wrong a box of decorative <laughs> pumpkins was delivered to our door and i said oh the pumpkins came <laughs> because in looking in shopping i found all these pumpkins on sale big these, sale big sale like these fabric really pretty classy pumpkins so not your orange pumpkins but like beautiful muted neutral tones that can stay out and it will not clash with our early Christmas decorating. I know this is probably not very interesting to some people, but hopefully the people who are into it, it's interesting or at least entertaining. So anyway, so Toast is, I I often hear Toast exclaiming from downstairs where she's receiving the boxes, um, we got a box of blankets. <laughs> that was the recent one. Orange felt fabric. <laughs> anyway. Purchased on sale, I'm sure. When the sales happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The pumpkins okay. were, yeah. Anyways. Because otherwise pumpkins you wouldn't so have pretty. bought decorative pumpkins. No, I because know. no one needs a decorative pumpkin unless it's $2.99. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Next up, making friends as an adult. All right, making friends as an adult. I've seen memes on this. Like friends of mine have posted memes. Like, yeah, I I don't recall a specific one, but it's all like, ha ha. Yeah. It's so. What's so interesting to me is how, as kids, it's so much easier. So much. Well, it easier. was when we were kids, anyway. It was when we were kids, and but as an adult, like we just have so many issues that are <laughs> that we're so aware of that get in the way. 
Internal and external. Internal, external. And then sometimes we're looking around and going, where are all my friends? And I need to make more friends. Even maintaining existing friendships. Like it's kind of funny. It's kind of ridiculous feeling when you're like trying to schedule a a time. And you're looking on your calendar three months out. You know, yep. just to try and get something that will get work something in the book you can commit to. And yeah, yeah instead yeah. of, yeah. And then what's the likelihood? This weekend. What's the likelihood that that will happen? What's the likelihood that that will be then rescheduled? <laughs> wow. Now I feel like a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So okay. the topic came up because, you know, even, even if you think like, I'm set for life. I have so many friends. I'm good. Or you are thinking, gosh, I feel kind of weird because I don't feel like I really have anyone in my life that's that friend. You know, Mm -hmm. they they talk about a 4 a.m. friend, Mm -hmm. which is the person you could call at 4 a.m. when you're not, when you're down, when you just need someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. Who would you call at 4 a.m.? If you're just a little down and you need someone to talk to at 4 a.m., yeah, don't call your friend just for that. Is that what you're saying? That's, They're not good. Yeah, that's kind of taking <gasps> advantage, don't you think? It's like, oh, I just couldn't sleep, so I thought I'd call you at 4 a.m. <laughs> well, maybe if you're down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so anyways. Like, down. So whether you have a 4 a.m. friend or you don't have a 4 a.m. friend, there's always room for new friends mm. there really is even if you mm. even if like what you, to your point about like it's it's a challenge to maintain the friendships that you the existing friendships yeah um we are always growing and because we're always growing there will always be i mean i think sometimes like our best connections are still ahead of us you like know, we haven't still met to come. Yeah, because friends, we're growing. Yeah. We mm. are changing all the time. And so with that comes, you know, great matches mm-hmm. to like connect on and and everyone, everyone, everyone deserves great connection, deserves a place where you can be yourself, deserves fun, people you can go to for fun, people you can go to to cry, people you can go to to have like deep conversations. Everyone deserves whatever it is for them, you know, whatever they desire. And I wonder too, like, you know how so much of um, our ideas or expectations maybe can be shaped by entertainment, you know, movies, TV shows. And I think that that affects our expectations or hopes and idealization of um, romantic relationships Mm -hmm. and friendships too, because Mm -hmm. you see on, you know, don't watch the Hallmark channel. (laughs) Yeah. You'll see on movies that 4am friend, which I used to love. People have, people have their best friend. Uh, Yeah. um, Yeah. But that's the movies. I mean, I think people have best friends. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you're talking about the depiction of like what best friendship looks like. Like right. it's not all just mani petty shopping, going on a lo- long lunch break at work. 
Right. Like, right. How, like these people don't have other responsibilities. <laughs> like they manage to, <laughs> yeah, they manage to just knock on each other's doors at all the time. And like, yeah, sometimes I'll be watching. I used to, I used to always, every Christmas, watch all the Hallmark Christmas movies. Yes, I am that person. Well, I was that person. Now I haven't been so drawn to it. But when I was into it, I'd be, Toast would hear me exclaiming from the living room, how does she have time to go get her nails done in the middle of the workday and go and meet the guy, have coffee? Like, how is she having time to do that? And then wrapping all the Christmas presents. When did she decorate the tree? I don't like, how, there's no way. Yeah. And she has kids. And that's what. Oh. <laughs> and one of my constant phrases is, that's the movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, it's fake. And I'm my own peanut gallery. But anyways, anyways, anyways. Yes, so we're always growing. We always have um, a need to find a match for us to connect further with, to connect more deeply with. And sometimes, sometimes as we grow, Mm -hmm. you know, our friendships will change because the people around us, your social circles, the people around us need to either be able to hold space for our growth and honestly, sometimes they can't. Right. So you will remain maybe an older version of yourself when you're interacting with those people. Mm. Um, but the new friends, new people will allow you that expansion. And sometimes if you're really lucky, your current friends will take you from, you know, from point A all the way to point B and they will change with you and they will allow for the growth. But I don't think that happens as often as we would like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, because I definitely had a lot, um, I would say, more friends mm-hmm. when I was uh, in the evangelical Christian church, you know? But I valued my personal growth yeah. more than taking, more than um, staying. In that social circle and conforming to that kind of beliefs, quote unquote beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, decades ago, I was like, okay, I'm just going to, it sounds so crass, but I'm just going to let those friendships just atrophy and I got to move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's another, that's another thing too. Like friends aren't here because I think there's a part of me that wants a friend to stay forever. It's like sure. when I meet a new person or mm-hmm. I think, okay, this I could be good friends with this person. Mm-hmm. It's like I put so much pressure that this has to be like, okay, I'm going all in and this is, the, this is a forever relationship. But it's like that's adding so much stress. <laughs> <laughs> that is adding so much stress. And f- so many friends are here just for a season. I think there's dish towels and like mugs with that phrase saying or something but it's real you know it's like we're all here like to help each other mm-hmm. and sometimes your friendships will only last like a semester of a course you're taking in mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it'll only last like you know for the job that you are in and and that's okay like it's okay yeah you know and I think it, it almost adds to the 
appreciation yeah, for you it. Can and treat you know, it. You move through be precious with it. Yeah, move through life and mm-hmm. really appreciating the people that are part of your um your network for a certain season. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think you know when you're bringing up like it's it's so hard to nurture the existing to maintain, friends. Yeah. You know, yeah, to to maintain those friendships. And I think that's so true because I'm always like, oh my God, when are we going to have time? And I know I felt that more in California mm-hmm. when we had more um, in-person friendships there versus out here mm-hmm. in Portland. Um, but I've also come to realize, like really feel this and really internalize that not every friend, like you don't need to treat all your friends the same, <laughs> Right. As far as like, yes, giving equal weight to every single friendship and making sure, okay, you know, you're nurturing every single one the same way. Right. Because some friendships are so low maintenance, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they're super flexible. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for those friendships. And then some of them do need more maintenance. Mm -hmm. And there's still a reciprocity there that feels really good for both. So you're, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm in it. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do it. But it's really such a juggling act. It's very, I, I love that. The richness mm-hmm. of that, the variety mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, and how, yeah, friendship, you know, <laughs> our society and, and the industrial mindset that I think our society is moving out of is is so um, like color by numbers and do the checklist and, you know, regimented and s- there's this feeling of systemization, but it's like these are human relationships. This is a natural thing. And so, yeah, we treat each other um, in, in this utterly unique way and mm. we make allowances and people make allowances for us based on our own individual quirks and yeah and that's I think that's part of the ah the beauty and the preciousness of of the different kinds of relationships because yeah some friends you might only talk to once a year yeah but they're a a 4am friend they really are and you can just pick up and it It, feels like nothing ever it's like decades have passed and still it feels there's that there's that level of acceptance and security is so beautiful. And then there's other friends, right, who you're in touch with way more often. Mm-hmm. And just the quality of your communication is, it, it, it's just different. And not, yeah. it's not that one is better than another. Yeah. Um, but I love the, the spectrum of yes. the types of relationships we can have. Yeah. Yes, totally. Totally. But it is, you know, like the, just kind of getting back to this common, this common, um, difficulty of making friends. I was going to say belief, you know, is it a belief? What is it? A belief? Like I believe it's hard to make friends as an adult, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. It's Mm -hmm. like, it just feels more uh, like I feel awkward. Like it's just so weird. It it feels less natural. That's a great way to put it. It just feels weird. (laughs) And maybe, maybe (laughs) I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe it's more especially true when you don't um, when you don't get thrown into new situations where you encounter new people. Mm-hmm. Meaning, when you've been in a certain job, mm-hmm. you know, or you've been in a certain cer- social circle 
for a long time. So you're not encountering new people to make friends with. Yeah. So when you do make one, it's just awkward. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or yeah. you get the sense of how do you make new friends? Because I, I would have to actually have to make an effort here instead of just exactly. like, oh, I happen, I happen to switch jobs. Yes. And so I meet, right. naturally meet new people or. And that's, and that's something I mean? too. Like I think as an adult, you're more settled. your friendships tend to be ones out of convenience and that's yeah. not a bad thing. You know, it's just that yeah. it's less work to nurture <laughs> friendships. Mm. You know, if you're seeing them every day because of work right there, okay, I can nurture this because it's right. right here. Right. Right. And that sounds horrible, but I mean, I think a lot of people, really... some of their great friends are met at work. Totally. I mean, people get married to, to- people at work, right? Ab- totally. I mean, all yeah, that totally. I mean, where so, else do you meet people? Yeah. So it is, so if you are in a situation where it's like, okay, I want to make more friends, you do have to put yourself out there. You really do have to put yourself out there. Put yourself into new situations yeah. and purposefully like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like doing, the, you know, going, joining the club, you know, the mm-hmm. Sierra or whatever, Sierra club, whatever your interests are, the gardening club, you know, um, the, I know <laughs> there's this meetup group. Um, they might've changed their name, but it's a Portland meetup group and it's about Lesbian introvert movie night. So it's like, so a bunch of lesbian introverts, they meet once a month at a movie theater to watch a movie. And there isn't a lot of pressure to like talk, right? Because you're, How you're, funny. you're an introvert. It's cute, so, huh? But you get to be around each other and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And but anyways, see, we've never gone. <laughs> but I, yeah. yeah. Anyways. So, Yeah. What else? Well, weren't you going to talk a little bit about like the root? Okay. Yes, I can yeah. say something about Let's, that. I mean, I have one more thing to say, but but why don't you go ahead and... Okay. So I, I just wanted to acknowledge that the, the difficulty of finding and maintaining the sense of genuine human connection, I think, is made difficult because of the economy and in particular I mean the way that we have our economy set up I think that's one of the root reasons because the way our economy is set up creates artificial scarcity through usury through interest-bearing debt Um, and and this is not we're not against capitalism We're not against capitalism. Um, And I'll give credit to Charles Eisenstein, um, who says, you know, it depends what capital is. If in our current system, the way capital works is usury. Um, And yeah, please check out Charles Eisenstein for more information. But basically he has... um, me being exposed to his work and his writing, I'm like, okay, you know what? This answers so many questions for me. It, um, our what economy. Book, what book did he write? He's written a several books, but the one but that, that's very related to this issue is called Sacred Economics. Okay. But what was the book you read before that one? Oh, no, it was his? this one. That's the only book I've read of his. Oh, Sacred okay. Economics. Okay. But, um, yeah. Um, so 
he's pointed out how our economy incentivizes moving us moving away from human connection. It incentivizes us to not need anyone else, and it incentivizes us to protect ourselves from other mm. people. For example, get insurance, because if you ever come across a time in your life where you have an accident or you need help or you become you know, disabled for a period of time or you're worried about your old age who's going to care for you, you better have insurance. Mm -hmm. Don't depend on other people. And we can all... No, like we all know that's what the culture tells us is like, don't depend on other people, pull yourself up, work hard, make it on your own, right? Mm -hmm. That's what quote unquote success looks like in our culture. Um, and but, see, yeah. but get insurance. Right. We're not, we're not saying to, that's the, and that's the tricky yes, and, ex and exciting thing. Um, I think more and more people in our time, especially since COVID, where we've had the sneaking suspicion that something's off. Something, this is not the ideal way to live. Um, and, and so I think we're living between worlds. Who knows how long it's going to take. It might take a mm. generation. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully we're moving in that direction back again where we realize we like to depend on each other. It mm. feels good to depend on each other and, then, and to show up for each other. Yes. You know, Ooh. like back in the day. What? Ooh. I was going to talk about our neighbors. Oh, can I say my thing? Yes. And then, okay. Because, yeah. So talking about neighbors, like, I feel so fortunate to have grown up, both Sienna and I grew up in a time where you knew your neighbors mm -hmm. and you played with the neighbor's kids out on the street. And, mm -hmm. and I remember I stubbed my toe one time and my neighbor's mom is who took care of me in that instant. Yeah. You know, and that's how it was back in the our day. Neighbor you could... Our neighbors, uh, the neighbor's little girl, mm -hmm. she got stung by all these wasps. <gasps> okay. And we carried her, you know, someone in my family carried her to our house, mm -hmm. did the whole thing because back in that day, it was like meat tenderizer. It was just weird, right? But we took care of her and yeah. then we called, then we just went over and told the mom. And, yeah. and that was normal. Yeah. You weren't worried about like... Well, I better not touch this kid because we're going to get sued and we're going to get, <laughs> not going to get involved. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, but now many of us don't know our neighbors mm -hmm. hardly at all. Um, you don't, you would be too afraid to like ask if they have a cup of sugar or even make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Right. But, and now, so now instead of playing out on the street and mm -hmm. stuff. It's like you pay for childcare. You pay for, yeah. you know, after school daycare. So that that's, shows you how our economy incentivizes that. This turning of human relationship and turning of human connection and goodwill and reciprocity, it takes that and turns it, it incentivizes um, us to pay money for yes. or and somebody the, to and charge I have, for. And I have an, a great example Okay. To your point. Okay, go for it. You just take a look at Halloween. Oh, it's so dangerous to have your kids going to mm -hmm. walking around in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's not dangerous, but now, so now what is the norm? Oh, you go to the shopping mall and you trick or treat at each store. It's, com it's turned because into a it's commercial contained. Thing. And yeah. then you have a costume contest in the middle of the shopping mall. 
but now you're there and everyone's shopping and the the stores are giving out candy. Yeah. So, so that's more trusted. That's a great example. Like it's well, taken. Thank you. I thought you would like it. It's taken these organic human connections mm-hmm. and communal relationships and yeah, turned it into part of the economy. Same thing with entertainment. Like back in the day, what did we do for entertainment? We had, we would sing. We played with sticks. Toast. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we would sing for each other. Yeah. We would all gather around and people would play instruments or, you know, have parties in their backyard or in the front yard. But now it's like you have to buy a ticket to, yeah. you know, an event to have entertainment. So anyway. Which we love entertainment. I would love to go see Adele in Vegas. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I just wanted to acknowledge, like, you know, it, it's a the, systemic. The, the difficulty of making friends is not just an individual like right you're not good at making friends yeah yeah we have this we have this omnipresent pressure mm-hmm. although i will say there are some people that are have a have an easy time you know easier yeah 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 chatting it up mm-hmm. and hey you want to grab coffee and then they go you know <laughs> where i'm like they're what? in the ho- they're in the hallmark <laughs> movie aren't they aren't those the hallmark people are those the hallmark people but anyway, yeah, so I we try know. to, we, I, I really, I'm conscious about trying to make an effort to, mm-hmm. to develop and maintain some, some level of connection and uh, conviviality with our neighbors. And I think that's what yes, you are thinking and of. and our neighbor, and, and yeah, Tosa is really good at that. And well, it I try was, to be, I, I, I want to be better. It was a snowy period in Portland. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a week of snow, right? Or something mm-hmm. like that. And we were prepared, so we didn't have to go out or anything like that. But our neighbors, they had to go to the grocery store. But they called us and they texted us, actually, and asked if we needed anything from the grocery store because they were going to brave it out there, drive in the snow and do some errands. And we were so touched. We were like, what? (gasps) so nice of them to ask us. Our neighbors, and just want to share, this doesn't really matter, but then maybe it does matter on some level. These neighbors are a long-standing gay guy couple. So if that makes a difference for anyone, just put that out there. And But it was so, but that's like, what a small gesture, and it meant so much to us because that feels rare. Yeah. In our current social climate. Yes, and can you imagine, like, they had to trust and put themselves out there to even ask that. Because we don't know each other that well yet, right? I mean, we just right. moved in last year, right. right? Or a year and two months or anyway, a few months. Yeah, And <laughs> we could have been like, oh, my God, yes, I'm going to text you a screenshot of the list. <laughs> you know, and then they would be like, what are they nutritional yeast, like, you know, I mean, they would have been like, what is this? (laughs) What are these lesbians wanting yeast? Yeah. Anyways, there were a few other things I just wanted to mention before we wrap it up. I know we're kind of going over, but something I learned that exists, I was like, what, really? There's something that exists called the liking gap, the liking gap. So the liking gap is our tendency to underestimate how well liked we really are. So you know that thing about putting ourselves out there, mm-hmm. right? You got to put yourself, 
yourself out there if you want to make more friends, make new friends, but it's kind of scary, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with worrying that we're not going to, no one's going to like us. Like we're back in high school. Yeah. Like no one's going to pick you for the team, you know, or whatever. It's like, so there's this thing, but there is this thing called the liking gap. And so what is that? It's the tendency to underestimate how much we're actually like. So we tend to think like, oh, I don't think anyone's going to like me there. Oh. And you feel kind of like the oddball or I'm just weird. I don't know. I don't fit in. I don't, I don't know. They're not going to, where it's like, you're You're so well liked. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many likable things about you, Hmm. you know, so we have to remember that, that there are probably, that you are more liked than you probably think. Okay. You know, so that's super important. Um, the other thing I would say is that really pay attention and actually take a scan of like the people in your life and just take notice of the people that show you so much love Hmm. and ask yourself, are you giving to those people? Are you reciprocating with those people? In other words, you might be overlooking how many friends you actually have already. Right. Is that what you're saying? Right. Okay. Because I think, you know, I know I know I have done this mm. where there are these amazing people like right here, right by me, right here. But I'm here trying to get win the friendship of someone else. Mm. And I'm like, why am I even doing that when that person won't give me the time of day? Mm. And then now already how it starts, it's an uneven relationship, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you want the reciprocity. And I bet you, I mean, I know where that comes from for me. It's like this strange family thing of trying to get something you will never get from someone who just can't give it to you. It's mm. just like this yeah. old thing. Yeah. But when you recognize how many people actually love you that are around you and want to be there for you and want to connect with you more and want, it's like, love those people. Mm-hmm. They're right there with a platter of love for you. (laughs) Really appreciating those people because, I mean, they're not, you can't, you just can't take it for granted. And so take a note of that and see who are those people, you know, in your life. Nice. It's like being present for your relationships that you have. Being present for the presence that are already there. Yes. Um, Beautiful. I think that's it. I mean, there's so, there's still... There's still like so much more, <laughs> but, but let's wrap it up that. for now. How about that? And this would be a, yeah. we can revisit this topic again. We can revisit it because something I would want to talk about in another episode okay. is just mm, about teaser. how our little, how our experiences from zero to seven uh-huh. affect how we make friends, the kinds of friends we choose mm-hmm. and the kinds of relationships we get into because of our experiences, conscious or not, between zero to seven. Okay. Write that down. I better write that down because I'm not going to remember that I want to talk about that. All right. So with that, we will end this episode about making friends as an adult. Hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation. Hope you could identify with some of it. And um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a podcast friend. Of, of sorts. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I love that. So have a good rest of your day or night or week. Happy Valentine's Day.
Happy Valentine's Day from your friendly neighborhood lesbians. We're, we're recording this in preparation for <laughs> Valentine's Day, but whatever day it is or yes. night that you listen to, have a wonderful to, day. We wish you the best. If you uh, find value in this, if you have an extra two seconds to scroll down to where the stars are for this podcast, please, we would appreciate your thumb just tapping on that fifth star rate and review podcast. Uh, follow us around. We're on Instagram. And we're even on Twitter and YouTube and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, but mostly on Instagram. Sienna and Toast is our handle. So at Sienna and Toast. And you can even go to SiennaandToast.com, our website. As always, we'll end the episode by encouraging you to live your love story. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.